Welcome to the Bar Variations Podcast. Go behind the bar with me, your host, Michelle Duvall. As I interview leaders in the industry, we'll talk about how bar impacts their lives, what's inspiring them today, and take the conversations that usually stay in the studio out into the community. Grab a seat because there's plenty of room at the bar. If you're a certified hashtag bar addict like I am, then you can definitely appreciate a bar-inspired graphic tank top or sweatshirt. Good news, for those of us who can't get enough, Bar Goods Co. will add an extra bit of fun to your workout with apparel designed for and inspired by the bar. And if you need that extra little bit of motivation to get yourself to class, then you'll be happy to know that they use only the softest fabrics available to help you express your love of bar to the world. Check out their go-to line of screen-printed goodies included workout tops, sweatshirts, and even infant onesies for bar addicts in training. And guess what? Listeners of the Bar Variations podcast can use the code VARIATIONS25 to take 25% off their first order. That's code VARIATIONS25 in all lowercase letters. Visit bargoods.com now to start shopping. everyone and happy May. Welcome to episode five of the podcast on making aligned choices. So this time of year is my favorite, not only because it is spring and full of new beginnings, but because, well, it's when I get to celebrate growing older and wiser. My birthday is coming up and to celebrate, I'm offering 20% off the entire BV shop. So my little treat present to you, head to the Bar Variation shop and use the code BV20 to get 20% off your entire purchase. So it's the only sale I'll do all year, so don't miss out on it. And I also have some travel dates that I want to share with you coming up where you can train with me. June 15th through 17th, I'll be teaching at Pedal Den in Telluride, Colorado, and you can participate in classes and or the teaching deconstructed workshops where we will dive into the essential components of what goes into teaching bar. Then I'll be heading to Denver, Colorado for Momentum Fest, where I'll be teaching bar variations for the first time at a festival. So I hope you can make it. And August 3rd through 4th, I'll be teaching the bar variations teacher training and choreography workshop at Relevate in San Diego. And then in Brooklyn, I'll be teaching the teacher training and teaching deconstructed workshop October 20th and 21st. So for all these dates, you can attend one day or all of the dates. So head to barvariations.com for more information and how to sign up. Hope to see you on the road. And speaking of May, speaking of being my birthday, some of you are maybe a little bit familiar with horoscopes and astrology, you may be even a a mini buff yourself, and you will know that May is the month of the Taurus. Yes, the bull. So (laughs) I, in particular, hold two traits that are very true to the sign and then just very true to me. And whether you buy into it or not, I've just have found that horoscopes and zodiac signs are just fun to read and reflect on and I love when it rings true and I love being like oh no 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 that's not me (laughs) so anyways um, for a Taurus on a good day a Taurus can be dedicated and on the flip side they can be very stubborn strong like bull (laughs) so for me when I make a commitment or a choice I am all in I dive headfirst into whatever or whoever it is and I go for it I am 100% 
100% there. And sometimes I'm so dedicated that I lose sight of if it's the right situation or the right thing for me still. So dedicated that I turn into the most stubborn bull around, holding on for dear life. And the thought of letting go or deciding to do something else or ending this commitment sends my ego into a tailspin. I go into the, I'm a failure, I didn't stay or work hard enough or long enough, I'm letting everyone down by not staying in this commitment, and on and on and on. So how do I stop this tailspin? Well, with a whole lot of self-talk, right? But the quote that really has stuck with me and that I use as my go-to affirmation for when my ego starts spinning is a quote from my mentor, Jenna Safino, and it is, I can choose again. So when I'm spiraling into fear and guilt, I repeat this over and over. I can choose again. Until I have the clarity to see that there is another choice or if that choice is really aligned in what I am feeling grounded in in that moment. And then I make a clear plan on how to get that new choice or how to move towards making that new choice. So when I decide to teach something in class and it's not working out, I can choose a different exercise. Or when my schedule is feeling too overwhelming, I can choose to see if I can free up some time and I make that plan to start maybe consolidating or free some time up. When I prepare my themes out for the month and decide it's not really feeling right for me anymore or what I want to say, I can choose a different theme. I can try things and give myself permission to decide if it's working for me or not. And also if I launch something and it falls flat, I can make the choice to either do it different or not at all. So letting fear stop me in trying things out or committing to something that no longer serves me, this fear no longer halts me in my tracks or, well, at least not for too long. <laughs> Let's be real. Anyways, so it no, this thought will no longer be in a complete roadblock because, well, if it doesn't work out or I see it can be improved and, well, over time if I've evolved, I know that I can choose again. So, well, how do we make these choices that are aligned with ourselves? I usually use a checklist, right? I write out the pros and cons, something that I've learned from my mom, right? She's always like, make a list. You'll be able to tell if this is something you want to do if you make a list or make a list of the things you want to do or don't want to do. And so I am a list person. I, If there's something that comes up like, okay, like, can you take this client today? And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out process. It can be fast and quick, right? So if I'm asked to like, hey, can you take this client today? I go through my schedule, hey, what is it I need to get done today? Or, you know, do I have, what What am I going to feel like if I say yes? Am I going to dread it? Am I going to complain about it for hours? Am I going to, like, not really show up in the way I need to show up for that client? And I just write out, do I need the money? Do, you know, am I going away? Am I subbing for something? Am I doing somebody a favor? I start to list it out. And then I can quickly decide, like, this is the choice for me. So, my go-to strategy of making a choice aligned with my values, with how I'm feeling, is to make a list. I can see it on paper, visualize it, I can weigh out the pros and the cons, and then decide. And then if it ends up being a choice that is not really right, I can choose again. 
Now, am I talking about breaking all kinds of commitments? Absolutely not. But you will know in the future if it is presented and you're like, yeah, I really shouldn't have taken that client. I was busy. I had all this stuff to do. You will then choose not to say yes the next time around. Simple, not so simple. I know it's a tough journey and I get stuck too. So that's just my strategy. So I would love to hear your strategies. So for this month's community question, I would love for you to share with me your strategy. So I'll pose it into question. Let's not do Jeopardy. (laughs) What strategies do you use when making a choice or deciding to say yes or no to something? Share your answer with me via email at info at barvariations.com or join the Bar Variations VIP group on Facebook to share your answer. I'll share the links and the question in the show notes. So I would love to hear the strategies that you use for making a choice that feels in alignment for you and when you're deciding to say yes or no to something. And before we get into the interview, I want to share last month's community questions. So I just gave you this month. Let's go back a month. And if you haven't listened to last episode, head on back. Um, And the question was, how did you get your start in fitness or movement? And some of you shared some really amazing stories, and I'll share some of them with you. So in general, some of you started at a very early age through dance or just pure love of fitness. Some of you started with DVDs at home. Me too, by the way. Suzanne Summers, holla. So yeah, just the thigh master all day long, guys. And um, Dawn, she shared that she started after the birth of her first child 10 years ago. Others, they got their start in bar needing to recover from injuries and needing a low impact type of workout. Angie said she started bar to lose weight. And Susan said, I started with Insanity six years ago. I was always an athlete and thought, why not? So after a while, in 17 class certifications later, I left my HR job to fitness full time. Then, two years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I had chemo, bilateral mastectomy, and reconstruction. My body was just couldn't do the crazy stuff anymore, but I still wanted a good workout and a fun class to teach. So this past January, I made the decision to become a bartender, and it is the best one I have made ever. Amazing. Hearing everyone's stories is just that amazing and interesting and fascinating and something we can maybe relate to or sympathize empathize with and we as in general we we can all have different and such similar stories at the same time and it's just like another way the storytelling of how to connect right and to be reminded that we're all in this together so up next is my interview with Lexi Woodman C where she shares her movement story with you enjoy. Are you a bar addict, a social butterfly, or just getting started in bar fitness? Do you want to feel good and look good during your sweat session? If the answer is yes, you must visit fitforbar.com and shop their exclusive activewear and athleisure styles designed for your bar workout and beyond. From hats to bar socks and everything in between, each piece from this female-owned boutique has been bar tested and approved from the best in the business. And with free domestic shipping, easy returns, and a buy now, pay later option, fitforbar.com provides an online shopping experience fit for a bar queen. So go ahead and treat yourself to some new apparel from fitforbar.com. You deserve it. Happy shopping. 
Hi, listeners. Thank you for joining. And I'm here today with Lexi Woodmansey, owner of Finesse Fit Pilates Bar and Yoga in Burlington, Washington. She is also wife to her high school sweetheart, married 12 years, mom of two boys, eight and 10, and a Stott Pilates instructor. Welcome, Lexi, and thank you for joining me today. Hi, Michelle. Hi. So we got connected through Instagram, like many people these days, and you've been such an inspiring motivator, and I just want to thank you for being an amazing community connector and a positive force, and I'm just so happy you reached out originally to connect us, and it's been so amazing. Oh, <laughs> thanks. You know, I feel exactly the same about you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's so wild west world out there in social media and um, my husband is involved a little bit more with the YouTube realm and I have to say it's not as positive. So we exchange stories all the time and he's like, wow, everyone's so nice to you. <laughs> I was like, thank you. I was like, <laughs> which is good. And I, I like it that way. And I think Instagram is a testament of um, a sharing app without too much of the negative, or at least you can scroll by it a lot faster than some of the other. Right. Um, yeah. I've definitely had a very positive experience on Instagram. There's, there's been a few, a little bit of negativism thrown my way, but not much. Good. Well, that's good to hear. And hopefully like, just everyone can lead by example and keeping it on the up and up. Um, yep. So, yeah, so I want to start from the very beginning and I want to ask you, how did you get your start in movement? Were you a sporty person? Were you a dancer? Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, definitely not a dancer, so it's kind of funny that I've kind of made my way into the Pilates and bar world, but um, definitely grew up playing sports. Um, I was a runner, and I played soccer growing up. And then after high school, you know, getting married, having kids, I, you know, needed to find a way to stay active, and that's when I got introduced to group fitness. And so I started doing a lot of group fitness um, classes at my local gym and then um, started teaching group fitness classes, did that for a few years, um, then kind of made my way into the CrossFit world when that became very popular, got very involved in CrossFit, um, started competing, and just was, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid just like everybody else. And it was it was an amazing time. I don't regret it. I do have a lot of injuries from that, uh, that time in my life. I'm very competitive. And so, um, you know, it was really hard for me to kind of hold back. <laughs> yeah, well, I so... think you see that a lot with, I mean, competitive sports in general. And I think a lot of the injuries you see nowadays, especially in, in younger teens and kids is that the competition level is so high and then everybody's performing at such an intense realm right they're on such a high level and even as a dancer seeing my students now could do things that I never could do or never was not you know the right. comparisons yeah. like people are doing like 10 pirouettes and like two was like you were good <laughs> you know and so right. even just in the sports realm you you have kids starting at three years old. So it's not a surprise, like using our bodies in such a um, extreme way that right. you know, we, we see some wear and tear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I definitely see that with, you know, like kids, my, my son's ages, you know, even, you know, just 
already like specializing in certain things and I believe that you should experience it all and just be well-rounded um but that's what kind of started to happen to me with CrossFit when I joined it was like a new thing and it wasn't as competitive as it is now it wasn't a sport like it is now and so things just kept getting harder and the competition just kept getting um more fierce (laughs) and and it was it was hard for me to keep up yeah and I mean it's I agree with you like I think we kind of came up in the same era of being a triple threat or being so versatile that you could do anything, right? You have, you can, you can play soccer, you can play baseball, you can dance, you can do different types of dance. It was really all about versatility. And um, I did gymnastics as well. And you couldn't specialize when I was doing gymnastics, or at least not where I was. And now you have people just competing on the floor you have just competing on the bars and then you have the all around so there's so many avenues to go down and it doesn't make that competition super fierce when you have people focusing in on one skill or not maybe one skill but one giant component of a sport um yeah it's it kind of takes the fun out of it (laughs) it does it does and I don't know if you know and so my fitness just you know striving to be fit and healthy um kind of turned into more than that and um so I kind of had to find my way out of it and um a couple surgeries not related to CrossFit but just um some health things that I had going on at the time and then uh trying to get back into CrossFit was kind of eye-opening like I shouldn't be doing this and I had to find something else and and that's actually when I found BBG and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are going to be familiar with BBG or the Sweat with Kayla app so I got I got really big into doing that and that was really good for me at the time and that's what kind of brought me into the Instagram world and I made a lot of connections within BBG and then and that fitness community Um, and I did that for about two years Um, and then, um, you know, just like with everything, like it's not meant to be forever. And I kind of wanted something new. And at that time, this gal moved into our town from Texas and we live in a very small town, um, where nobody knows what Pilates is. Well, not nobody, but hardly anybody knows what Pilates (laughs) is and there's no bar studios. Um, and so she kind of introduced me to that. Um, because she was a Pilates instructor, and she also taught bar. And so we kind of formed a friendship, and um, that's when I got my um, bar certification, and I started teaching bar at a yoga studio here in town, and and then decided to take it further and get my Stott Pilates certification and saw a need for a bar and Pilates studio in our community and um, being involved in fitness um, pretty much my whole adult life, always wanting to do something on my own for my community to work with people, um, just saw, saw an opening there and decided to go for it. That's amazing. I mean, starting with like the group classes that you were taking and it's such a natural lead in to be, be more of a part of another community, right? Like the CrossFit, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it boutique fitness, but no. it's such a natural lead-in of its its own thing, right? It's outside right. of a gym. So it's a, right. still a part of that realm where it's, okay, you don't just have to work out at a gym. Here's now this specialized studio or gym type place that you're doing this kind of method. And the community mm-hmm. is really that driving force. And 
it is no surprise that you saw a need in your own community of how to create an even bigger community and tie wellness and movement. And what you said about uh, doing one workout forever is not realistic. <laughs> right. It's not. Definitely and, not. And even, you know, I teach Pilates as well. And even that, like you have to, I was a very, very classical style teacher when I first started. I only taught the classical method. Oh, yeah. The mat, like the order, everything. I only taught that. And in the beginning, that really served me in a way of it. It it taught me the foundation, Uh gave me a solid foundation. And there's so much within that to, to work with. But I started teaching at places for long periods of time where, you know, four years into one studio and you see the same people four, five, six, seven days a week uh-huh. in a small town. That's the only place they have to go, you right. know. And if you're only offering Pilates, you're only offering one type of modality, it gets really boring and they have to, they seek out other places. Right. So you it kind of forced me to then do my TRX and not forced me in, in a good way. It made me grow as a teacher of looking at other modalities being like, okay, well, if it's not just Pilates, how can I incorporate other things or maybe a different class or, you know, maybe a different creativity tool that I can t- pull in from yoga that I can pull in from TRX. Right. And that, that taught me a lot because in the city, like where I, I live in New York city now, and you can see different people every day. Mm-hmm. And if you're at a studio that is pulling in, I don't know if you have class pass, but a lot of people, you know, know class pass and you get new people all the time mm-hmm. and you can kind of stick with the same class all the time. You don't have to change it up that much because you're always seeing a new face. But when you're seeing the same people every day, right. you really have to like work that creative brain in a yeah. way. So, and it's also okay. And I think even when go back to what you said about, um, you know, it just, the CrossFit wasn't for your body anymore. And it was great for you at that time. Our bodies change, our interests change. And for some reason, when it's attached to movement, there's always this guilt of like giving up something. Maybe that's the competitive part of it, but there's this guilt about like, oh, well, I don't, I don't run anymore. Or I used to run or it's almost like a downbeat <laughs> instead of like, well, it was great. I ran and now I do this. And that's right. great too. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we also tend to worry about what other people are going to think, you know, like mm-hmm. I was kind of known as like the CrossFit person. And I was always worried, like, what are people going to think when I quit this? You know, like, are they going to yeah. think I'm a quitter or, you know? And so Absolutely. I think that a lot of people struggle with that as well. But Did you see that? Be like that. It shouldn't be like that. And did you see a shift when you decided, um, you know, you're very open about your workout and wellness journey on Instagram. It's Mm -hmm. super, again, super inspiring. And you recently posted about like, um, you know, kind of transitioning out of BBG and going vegan. Can you tell us a little bit more about like how, what that feeling was like for you, like transitioning out and having all these followers follow you specifically maybe for BBG and, you know, kind of tie into what we were just talking about. Yeah. So that, you know, that just like I said, with CrossFit, um, quitting BBG was, you know, that was hard for me to do because for one, I had all of these people, like you said, following me for that reason. They started following me because they saw me on Kayla's page and, and they wanted to start following me for that. Um, and yeah, there was a little bit of like, 
I'm letting these people down. But then there's also a little bit of like, oh, I'm going to be losing followers because of that. And um, I just had to let that go. I had to, I just had mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. let that go. Even transitioning into being a vegan after being vegetarian for years, you know, there's that fear of like, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Um, but, you know, like I said, you just have to let that go. You can't worry about what other people are doing or what they're going to say about you because you have to do what's best for you. And for me at that time, moving on from BBG was what I wanted to do, was what my body wanted to do. I needed something new. I needed, I needed something exciting. Um, BBG is a very, um, um, not like CrossFit, but it's, you know, it's, I don't think it's meant to be done, you know, three days a week, five days a week for two plus years. I was starting to notice wear and tear on my body from all the plyometrics mm-hmm. and just, you know, it's 30 minutes of intense <laughs> workout <laughs> yeah. and I'm just getting older. So I needed, yeah, I needed I'm... something else. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's, and also when you're coming from a place, you know, Instagram's become this little mini blog, right? So when you're coming from right. a place that's really your true self and it's what you're feeling and what you're aligned with, that resonates with people. And you, mm-hmm. you're right in the sense of like needing to let go of like, oh, what are people going to say? Are they going to think I'm a quitter? Are they going to think that I gave up or, you know, I'm a fraud for me? You know, we all have this like uh, imposter syndrome sometimes. <laughs> Right. of like oh they're gonna think I'm this but once you let that go there's so much freedom of it and you know you can become more abundant more successful in your own eyes and success is defined in so many ways but it's it's freeing it's freeing not to be locked into something and um, my own experience as a dancer there's this weird like I'm a dancer but when you are no longer performing there's a weird um sense of like am I a dancer was I a dancer do I say former dancer but I still like dancing (laughs) and there's a lot of those stories attached and it's one of like the few art forms that you know if you're a musician you can pick up your instrument anytime right it's in your house unless it's a piano or maybe you have a keyboard but it's not like you can just paint you don't have paints you you have you're moving right you have to use your body and there's a lot of um, negativity around letting go of that journey. And because it happens at such a young age, right, there's not many dancers that are dancing maybe throughout their whole lives in the same way they were doing maybe in their teens and twenties. And I know for myself, I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm letting people down by giving this part of me up and it shouldn't be like that. And as soon as I let that go, it's like, I have such fondness looking back on those times. And it wasn't that long ago. It's only been about a year of kind of stepping away fully and it should just be a fond memory and a good time instead of a whatever but um moving on to like when you got to bar and um the woman you said that came from texas what bar was it a specific bar method that she came in with or was it um her own and she was just kind of introducing it into the community so she was actually a dancer she danced on cruise ships and um, then when she quit doing that, she, um, she started teaching Pilates. And then, well, I think she started teaching Pilates first. I'm not exactly sure. But um, then I think she got Booty Bar certified, which is Tracy Mallet's mm-hmm. um, method that I'm sure you, you, you're familiar yeah. with. Um, so when, um, when I decided.
excited to get trained. I really, I had been taking her classes and I really liked her style. Um, it wasn't exactly like the booty bar method. You know, I think she took sure. that um, method, got her certification and kind of put her own spin on it, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoyed. So I, I went and I got booty bar certified um, in Redmond, Washington, which is about an hour away from where we live. It was convenient, so, you know, that worked with, like, my schedule and being close. There's not very many, like, training centers or studios around here for bar. So I went and I got uh, certified, and, you know, I learned a lot at that certification. Um, It was just, you know, a a one-day thing. Um, And then I kind of took what I learned there, and just like my friend, I put my own spin on it, and I kind of – you know, do my own thing. I don't have a dance background. I have a, you know, a very different background with CrossFit and, and all of that. And so I think that my, my bar class is a little bit different than, you know, what you might normally see at bar. Which is, which is a good thing. And I always tell my trainees, like when I'm teaching some trainings is that, you know, no one would ever question going into a training and learning a squat. They'd be like, well, I haven't, I haven't done a squat before, or I haven't done a plank before. I can't possibly ever do this. And bar, because it has the attachment to ballet and, you know, thinking of ballerinas and professional dancers and mm-hmm. you walk in thinking, Oh, I can't do that because of the professionalism that you attach to it by dreaming, right. you know, by thinking of the other people that have, started maybe bar and came into bar and yes it gives dancers maybe a one-up on those ballet moves but all of the other moves and just the the teaching and the why behind your teaching all of that is not as natural and so I always kind of like just make it light by saying like well if you can teach a squat you can teach a plie just turn out the legs and you got it doesn't have to (laughs) no one's performing at Lincoln Center no one's performing on the big stage and the more and more we can kind of just take these moves and be like, yeah, they're ballet moves. And, you know, a lot of times nowadays too, like even if you took dance as a kid or if not, it's just, it's a thing you can learn. It's no different than learning a plank, you know, it's about alignment. It's about the setup. And, but yeah, there's so many attachments that, which is so totally understandable and can be very intimidating. And I'm glad we're moving towards the place where, you know, it's more inclusive. And also the, the different styles are more interesting because someone who teaches a more balletic bar class, that's not for everybody. And, right. you know, someone who teaches yoga bar, maybe that's not for everybody, but maybe it serves a population that really likes yoga and bar and wants to do both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, great. Right. I think the that'd more be a option- great class. <laughs> yeah. The more options, the better. And I was what I think. So, um, and did you come to Pilates after bar or was it kind of all at the same time that you started um, going down the, the hallway of all the certifications as most of us do? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, it was after bar. Um, I had been teaching bar a few months um, and then I had decided to open my own studio. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I say my own studio, I have a business partner. Her name is Candy, who you, you know, mm-hmm. have chatted with a little bit through Instagram but when we decided to open the studio um I um I kind of felt the need to uh dive deeper into Pilates it was very interesting to me I had been taking private reformer sessions at the time um and then realizing 
you know, just how amazing it is and what a great um, option for the people in our community to have because we don't have a Pilates studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, too, realizing, you know, from the business side of things that bar could be a fad just like Zumba's a fad, but Pilates is going to be forever. And so wanting to not just open a bar studio, although at this time, like, that's primarily what it is with a little bit of Pilates um, involved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just wanting to have that to kind of fall back on and then also wanting to have the, you know, the Pilates credentials, you know, behind my name. Because for some people, that's important. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I mean, bar is such a baby industry compared to Pilates. And right. it is just scratching the surface of um, getting into, you know, the CC world and certification. And a lot of people ask, um, you know, this question a lot. And Pilates is the only, Pilates, you can only get certified technically, like under the legal word, you can only get certified through the Pilates Method Alliance, right? So there's there's a third party that quote unquote certifies you. So I get a lot of questions of like, oh, do I get certified if I take your bar training? Like, well, let's talk about a lot, all these words. Like our, the bar industry is not there yet. It is not, the research is not behind it. Not that it won't be. It is still in the baby stages of the collective and putting that kind of research behind it and having a third party organization rise up and say, okay, this is the bar standard. Like these are the things that make up bar, which has been so hard for Pilates. Cause as you know, there's so many different styles of Pilates and different techniques and methods behind Pilates. You know, there's the classical, but you have Fletcher Pilates, you have stop Pilates, you have, um, you name it anyways, I won't go down the whole list of right. that, but <laughs> same with yoga. You have the yoga Alliance is the certifying organization for yoga training programs and there's so many different types of yoga so I get it and people want to see that um, acronym after your name and they want to see like how many the more things you can hyphen you know hyphenate or backslash you know slash this slash that people get comfortable and it can only benefit you obviously and I hear you on you know that kind of security right it's it yeah. works. And I feel and like it definitely has like all the Pilates training that I've been through and I've been through a lot now. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's made me a better instructor. I, I feel more capable working with people. I feel like they're safer when they work with me now. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I ha- just have a way better understanding of the body and, and what, you know, we should and shouldn't be doing. And, um, you know, I definitely didn't learn that in my CrossFit days, <laughs> I definitely, you know, it's, uh, it's just, a, it's a whole other world. And, um, yeah, which is yeah. good. And that's like, it's kind of the gateway into it. And, you know, I always encourage people, you know, take more trainings, take more classes, go to workshops, because you're always gonna, it's just building upon your foundation. And it's only going to make you better and more knowledgeable and come from a place of experience. And right. That's amazing. So how would you describe your teaching style in your classes? Like what type of voice do you have as a teacher? Are you like a super motivator? Are you like the boot camp girl? Or how would you describe yourself? Um, in bar? Uh, in general. In, in any of in them. In general. <laughs> you, can have, you can have multiple. You can have like split personalities. 
There's no wrong. I think that I, I'm definitely the motivator. Um, I feel like I can be more of a challenging instructor from, you know, from what I've heard, like people um, tend to work harder in my classes. And I don't know if that's, you know, if that's me, if that's my choreography or, or what it is, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't give a lot of breaks in class. And I, and I like to say in my classes that, um, you know, it's not my job to give your body a break because I don't know what you're feeling. You know, I want you to listen to your body and you decide when you should be giving your body a break. And I don't know if that makes people work harder. Um, but um, I'm also fun, I would say, and kind of carefree, not like a by-the-book strict kind of instructor. Um I think people feel at ease in my class. I think that they feel like anybody can come to my class um, and not intimidated. Um, yeah. That's great. That's great. I know. I, I always say there's no rest for the weary and Pilates specifically and, and bar right. too. like giving people permission to take those breaks. We don't always take them. <laughs> and you're right. I think right. that is like, it's like, well, okay, I guess I'm fine. I guess like I could do 10. I might not want to do 10, you know? <laughs> I guess I could do two more. It's like, I always tell people, like, I'm the worst student in class. Like, you say 10, I'll probably do about four, maybe two more. And, like, I, I'm, no, I'm, like, hiding in the back because I'm, like, ah, oh, yeah, no, that felt good. That one, and that, I believe, I always like to blame Pilates for that. I'm like, if you do one really well in the best right. alignment, you're just going to get the most out of it. And I sometimes take that to heart after a long day. I'm, like, I did one really good one. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just getting better at learning that. And, you know, that's always been a struggle for me. You know, I'm just trying to get as many as I can, mm-hmm. you know, and not really focusing so much on my form. So it's been a huge mental shift for me to focus more on doing things correctly versus for reps or for time. But it's good. That is good. And that, you know, that is definitely an approach to teaching, right? Like, how many can you do in this 30s? That is a very, like, high intensity hit type of teaching and TRX is a lot like that they they give you mm-hmm. multiple ways of to teach your class but it, it's some of it's time to like okay you have a minute how many can you do which can be great if you're very mindful about how you're doing what you're doing um you right. know you can also go off the other end um and then sometimes the proper alignment can really hold people back with setup and you know, telling the class what to do. Like sometimes it's like, just move. <laughs> right. People need to move in this you, world. Like they just, most people just need movement. Yeah. They just, anytime. It's something that a teacher has said to me before is, or a, kind of a master teacher has said to me before is, you know, they're walking in with all, they're already walking in hunched over and you're not going to mm-hmm. do too much damage of that short of like especially in bar we're already standing so if their shoulders are slumped forward you know careful maybe on the weights but you just got to get them moving so they can get out of that position you know but if you spend all your time setting up and getting them in what you think is going to be the best position for them they're not going to be able to hold it that long so sometimes just going for it so having that balance I think is just the key right it's always always finding the balance between the two um, right. um, so tell me more about Finesse Fit and, um, 
the studio that is opening so soon as when we launch this, it'll probably already be opened. Well, it'll definitely be open. Right. But um, yeah, tell me more about how that idea came into fruition for you and Candy. Well, it's it's kind of a, a longer story, but I'll kind of okay. you know, for <laughs> the listeners, um, the gal that I you know mentioned earlier that was from Texas. Um, her and I were going to be opening a studio together. This was last year, kind of mm-hmm. around this time we were talking about it. Um, she ended up backing out, um, and and that's fine, you know. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I still had this dream. I I've always wanted a business partner. Um, I'm ty- I'm the type of person that w- works well with others. Um, I like to collaborate, and I just you know, I knew that I wanted. I didn't want to do it on my own. I wanted somebody to do it with. And so, yeah, I was a little bit bummed that it didn't work out with her. Um, But moving forward, you know, I still, you know, had the dream of doing it. And just one night, you know, we were at ladies' night. We were just hanging out at our friend's house. Candy was there, a bunch of girls that we hang out with all the time um, were there as well. And she said, she just made this little, like, uh, comment, like, I just, you know, would love to open a studio one day. And I was like, wait, what? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> she, she had never said anything out of all the years that I've known her. Um, and I don't think she even knew about like what was, you know, what, you know, was possibly going to happen with this other girl. Um, and so, um, that's, that kind of started the conversation between Candy and I, and um, uh, initially, we were going to be starting small, just the two of us, a small studio opening up. We were looking for a small, small space, and um, that that didn't happen. <laughs> we we found um, an amazing space that my husband's company actually built for a, a physical therapist here in town, and so we ended up um, getting that space. It's much larger than we were thinking. We, you know could fit two studios in that one space. So we started um, hiring instructors and um, it's just kind of, it's just kind of grown. And now we, we have, I think seven bar instructors and two yoga instructors. We have a couple boot camp instructors. So (laughs) it's just, you know, with the more, with more space, we were able to offer more classes and hire more instructors. And, um, yeah, we're just really, we're really, really excited about it. We can't wait for January 1st to finally be here, although we still have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I think you've built your own, like, field of dreams over there. If you said that there wasn't Pilates or bar before, and you have all these teachers that you know, instructors that may have these trainings and don't have a space to go. It seems that it was kind of the perfect, um, perfect storm for you and Candy. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. That's so great. It's, uh, yeah. And working well with others is not always easy. And um, how do you and Candy kind of navigate business and friendship? Is that something that comes easy to the two of you? Are you very much on the same page or is it a lot of conversations written documents how do you guys go about that uh very much on the same page candy and i uh i couldn't ask for a better partner and you know everything that happened happened for a reason and i know Mm -hmm. that because i know that like i was meant to do this with candy and i know Mm -hmm. she feels the same way um she left her you know career of i think 13 years 
to do yeah. this with me. So, you know, walking away from a lot and taking a huge risk, both of us. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we definitely work well together. Um, it's just, it's been so much fun. That's so great. And, and even more great to have your husband who, is he a builder Did he, that, or a contractor that built the space or? Yeah. Yeah. So he's a, he's a contractor. He, him and his brother are partners in a business that is, you know, it has always worked very well for them being partners. And I've seen that, you know, we started our Mm -hmm. business 10 years ago and it's just been amazing to work with our family and, you know, his brother and and my sister-in-law were, were best friends. And so um, it was just natural for me to want a partner when I set out to do, to do my own thing. Um, so yeah, so yeah, he um, he his company built the the space that we're we're moving into that Finesse Fit is moving into, and it's oh. great that we're right next to a physical therapist. Um, oh, even it's kind better. of funny. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> funny how that it happened because initially I was like, oh, that space would be amazing. It's right next to a PT. It's got like these beautiful windows. It's so light. It's like the perfect <laughs> studio space. And um, we called Scott, the owner, and uh, he was like, oh, unfortunately, guys, it's we we have it kind of leased up. And, um, you know, so we started looking elsewhere, and we were just about to sign a lease on this other place. And he called my husband and was like, hey, they backed out. It's available. We really want you guys in here. Let's get together. Let's talk. Let's work it out. And and that's how, how that happened. That's amazing. Like, just full of collaborators in the family and just – I really do believe things happen for a reason. And when they work out, they're like just totally meant to work out. And um, I always joke, my husband and I are two very different workers. He's Mm -hmm. a very analytical person. And I am more of the creative brain of like, ah, I don't know, just figure it out. (laughs) It sounds sounds familiar. (laughs) And whenever there's like those like survivor shows, I'm like, oh my God, we would never win the amazing race. Like he would have such different ideas of how to approach things than I would. And we just like, I would just laugh about it because I'm like, no, there's just no way. Like (laughs) we couldn't, he'll kill me for saying it. But I always say like, we don't work well together, but we work in our own way. But when it comes to uh, business, him and I are, yeah, 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 no. (laughs) I was like, oh, I can never work for you. You get me in trouble. I would never have my stuff done on time. You'd be like, is that a run on sentence again? Like, (laughs) which is so great. So I'm funny. I admire people like I have a few friends that their husbands and them run a business together and I'm like man I so admire you I'm like maybe one day we could get there but I don't think so our brains don't operate that way (laughs) (laughs) all for good though so the new teachers that you're hiring um what kind of new advice would you or do you give them like being a newer teacher if um coming into either your space or just being a newer teacher in general well, all of the new bar instructors at Finesse Fit are brand new instructors, haven't mm-hmm. instructed anything, and a lot of them have this fear around it, and we've talked about this, you know, and, um, and I, you know, I just try to be, like, just comforting to them to know that it's okay to be new at something. It's actually good to be new at something and to learn new things, and it's okay to make mistakes. We all know this, it's, you know, if you're not if you're not making mistakes, then you're not learning and you're not trying. And so um, I just, you know, encourage them to, 
take the stress out of it. Don't, don't hold themselves to these high expectations. And, you know, there's only one way to go from where they're at now, which is a beginner and they're, they're brand new at something and they're only going to get better. And I know that, you know, hiring these girls, they're, they're just the best. They're going to work well, like so well together. Mm -hmm. And I just, I know that they have what it takes to, to be a good instructor because I know that they care about people. And I think that that's the most important thing is that you just, you know, you truly, you truly care about the health and the well-being of the people that you're working with. Yeah, I mean, it's such a privilege to be new at something. And we spend so much time, and I myself am guilty of this. Um, if I'm new at something, I already want to be 10 years down the road. <laughs> okay. And I, I sometimes will work at lightning speed to, you know, do all the workshops, do all the stuff. And like, I just want all of it because I already want to be at a certain destination. I often have to remind myself that it's a privilege to be new at something because my eyes are a little bit wider. I might be taking right. in things that, you know, somebody that's been doing it for a long time may have forgotten about or has to remind themselves or re-inspire and relight that fire. And, you know, as a new teacher, it, like, it just is, it's fun. It's nice. It, it's fun if you can remind yourself it's okay to be new and not not really care about what other people say kind of going back to what we were talking before like letting other people's judgments go or letting your own judgment of what you think other people think (laughs) goes important um so okay the hardest part too is that they Mm -hmm. uh they're so they're they're holding themselves to that you know this higher standard that they think that they should should be at and nobody else cares you know it's it's all them you know or it's all you you know you just gotta let that go totally there's no bar police there's no pilates police and right and if somebody comes in and scolds you or puts you down for being new or quote-unquote making a mistake I mean there's not many things in the realm of fitness short of like oh that's gonna hurt someone but there's always a way like I always believe there's a way to say something positive and, and encouraging to not like dim that light in somebody to make them feel right. bad about making a mistake because you don't know until you know so right. yep. it's, yeah it's good um so I do a little segment I do this on social media called heard at the bar so when something uh-huh. or it's basically what is something that you've heard said about bar that you either know to be true or something that surprised you to be untrue so for example oh. even People often think you have to be flexible to do bar, which isn't true. You could still do bar. You don't have to necessarily be flexible. It might look a little different, but that's kind of a, a myth behind bar. So something you either know to be absolutely true or something that surprised you to be untrue coming into the bar, bar world. Well, what I get a lot, um, and you have to know that in our community, not a lot of people don't even know what bar is. So mm-hmm. Um, in their minds, it's ballet. You explain bar to them and they automatically think ballet because of the bar. And, mm-hmm. you know, they just have this fear of, of not being able to do certain moves or look a certain way dur- during certain moves. And um, I just know that to be absolutely untrue because I have, I've, I've taught classes where, you know, there's 70-year-old women in my class, and they're still getting an amazing workout. They're still doing things, maybe not exactly the way, you know, that it's shown, but with modifications and just, you know, getting an amazing workout in. 
and it's fun is the is the coolest part about bar i think is like you know if people would just come and try it and kind of shake that fear off a little bit they'd realize that it's so much fun um there's so much variety in 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 the classes and um yeah, so I think I kind of answered your question. Yeah, you did. Bit. Yeah, you had so, <laughs> many of the, like, not being a certain, t- like, bar definitely, first of all, the name, and I know coming from a small town, spelling it B-A-R-R-E, people aren't, and there's mm-hmm. no accent, right? So it's not automatically assumed, like, oh, that's a French word. They're like, bar right. I mean, even, like, when I do my certificate, like, my continuing ed um, renewal, with, like, I won't out them, but people I kind of get get accredited with sometimes on the phone that people don't know you know they're an administration they're not necessarily an instructor so they're like bear bear very I'm like no bar (laughs) (laughs) and so they're and then seeing the ballet bar and then thinking you have to look a certain way or be a certain way or and I I agree with you I think if people try it they're very pleasantly surprised of how fun it is it's right fun music it's movement that you hate but done in a way that will like make you smile and laugh and get through it and enjoy it and start enjoying it because you automatically build strength you're in a group class you're building community you're in your own community it's yeah I think the fun and and with other women too it's just a, a really fun community to be involved in exactly I and it has so many fun little kitschy like slogans that I just I'm obsessed with like that's the fun for me I'm like I love all the bar slogans it's amazing yeah um I would also too add to that that or add to the you know the the myths about or the fears mm -hmm. about bar is that you should probably try different bar styles because Mm -hmm. you might come across a teacher or a style that's not for you Mm -hmm. Um, but there's so many, like, you know, there's so many different variations of bar. Mm -hmm. I know that when I first tried my first bar class, and this was probably eight years ago, Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. (laughs) I thought it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And, um, you know, I just had to, I had to find the style of bar that I enjoyed and the teacher that I enjoyed. Absolutely. I think we need to start um, like a bar anonymous because I can't tell you how many people I talked to, including myself, that came to bar or when it was presented to me or brought up to me, I was like, oh, heck no. I don't want to try it. I don't want to do it. I want nothing to do with it. And look at me now. I mean, (laughs) look at you now. Look at me now. So, uh, Yes, I think it, that's another surprising of how many people, yeah, the fun aspect. It's just trying different stuff that works for you. And I think that's that's the best part because it's not just one thing. And we have right. these ideas of what it is. And I know that's going to be, a, you know, something that you come across every day in your studio of like, oh, what's this? Or even just the other classes. I mean, yoga is, I think, finally getting over that. You know, right. oh, yeah, like yoga is weird, you know, weird and stretchy, and yeah, and there's and, so many fears around around going to a yoga class too. Yeah, yeah, and even Pilates. Oh, Pilates is for women, and it, it's right. just 
I think those two, you know, it's breaking through those. And I think bar definitely the work that needs to be done at bar that it's not just one thing and it's okay that it's not just one thing. It's fun. It's, it can be many things with the support right. of the actual bar, right? That's what makes it bar. It's the bar um, <laughs> in <yep>. my opinion. <laughs> yep. um, all right. So I have one more like little game, little segment for you. It's not a full game. It's just another question, but it's called what's in your bar, B-A-R. So right now in my bar, it consists of the same green smoothie that I can't seem to break up with. Spinach, pineapple, banana, almond milk, and like a little ginger if I'm feeling really fancy, but I'm more of like a smoothie bar right now. So I'd like to know what's stocked in your either tea, coffee, juice, beer, spirits, or wine bar. Oh my god! doesn't have to be all of them. It can be one of them. I'm not, (laughs) don't, you don't have to give me all of them. (laughs) Well, right now, I think both Candy and I can agree that Mm. we are running on caffeine and wine, red wine specifically for me and Rosé for her. There you Um, go. (laughs) We're we're obsessed with the Nespresso coffee Mm. makers. I mean, I don't know if you've tried those, but they make a good cup of coffee. Um, Yes, I had to. (laughs) Go ahead. Oh, Oh, no, no, go for it. Oh, and we both have been mixing the, oh, I can't think, of, I think it's Califia Farms, Califia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an almond milk. They've got like their new like holiday um, mm. flavors out and it's like just like cocoa mint or whatever. So we just get together, <laughs> we work, we drink coffee all day and then <laughs> we go home and we drink wine. There you go. That's so great. Yeah, the Nespresso, I, uh, my husband discovered espresso like maybe a year ago and Mm -hmm. I'm like oh this is dangerous and then he's discovered lattes and I'm like well maybe instead of buying a latte every day you should get an espresso so we got an espresso we got the little milk foamer and he's like Mm -hmm. it's not the same so he's always on this journey of finding I don't I don't personally drink coffee um I don't drink a lot of caffeine I I I always describe myself as that little amoeba you see in science class when you drop the little caffeine like coffee droplet and it spazzes and then it just dies like that's me on caffeine like I (laughs) will just like shake until I fall asleep but um but yeah so he's the coffee guy and I I do get jealous of people with coffee because it smells so good Oh, it's amazing. I just don't like it. I wish. And then the red oh, wine, I, yeah. I totally relate to that. We um, we got married this past year and ended up with a oh, lot of that. Thank you. Ended up with a lot of extra wine and it was so good. So we call it our wedding wine. And we like finally finished it not long ago. And we're like, oh man, like, do we order another case? Like, no, no, no. I don't think we can do that. That's a lot. <laughs> But we were kind of running on our wedding line for a couple months there. I think just decompressing from, you know, all things weddings. But yeah, (laughs) amazing. Thank you, Lexi, for joining me today and sharing your story and your journey with all of us. Can you tell the listeners where they can find and follow you? So you can find me on Instagram. My personal Instagram is at Lexi's Fit Life and it's L-E-X-I-E-F-I-T-L-I-F-E. And then our um, Finesse Fit uh, Instagram is at finessefit.wa. And um, you can find Finesse Fit on the Mind Body app. And then soon we're going to have our own branded app for Finesse Fit. So you'll be able to find us on there as well. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah.
Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Lexi. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you'd like to write into the podcast, send an email to info at barvariations.com. You can follow us all over social media at Bar Variations. You can also visit the website at www.barvariations.com, where you will find show notes, archive episodes, and more. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.